This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G-Sports.com. Arkansas completing a 45-10 win over the Georgia Southern Eagles. We're going to talk a little bit about that game, and we're going to look ahead because we're about to find out what Arkansas football is really made of when they go to Arlington to face number 7, Texas A&M. Danny West is also going to join us to talk the latest in Razorback recruiting. All that and more on Hogsports Live. Before we get started, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure to follow the page if you haven't done so already. Also available on YouTube. Follow that page. Hit the notifications bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. So throw us a like on the video on both of those channels. And uh, also available on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for all your five-star reviews. If you haven't done so yet, go ahead and throw us that five-star review. Let other people know what they can expect with the show. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. You can find us at Hog Sports live all right everybody also one dollar right now for your first month at hog sports 30 percent off for your first year so arkansas completing a 45 to 10 win over georgia southern we talked a lot about that obviously in the walk and talk if you didn't catch that then be sure to go back and watch the walk and talk but um you know just a few things majorly First of all, Arkansas got the passing game going, especially in the second half. KJ came out and hit, what, his first three passes for um, – one of them was a 60-yarder, one of them was a 91-yarder. Uh, another one, I think, went 15 yards. So, a uh, pretty nice start to the second half. He only threw two more passes in the whole second half uh, and ended up with 366 yards, which I mentioned is something that Felipe never did at Arkansas. Um, and I know a lot of that, you know, you had the the jet sweep and you picked up like 47 yards on that. Also opened up probably about as well as you could ask for with just marching down there, hitting that another 47-yarder, I guess, to uh, um, Tyson Morris, who had another good game. But opening up like that, uh, special teams opened up fine. Um, and defense went three and out. So pretty good start overall for Arkansas in that game and uh, had a little bit of a lull there towards the end of the first half. Sam Pittman wasn't very pleased. You, you let that 70-yard run, which, I mean, Arkansas brought both linebackers on that. Bumper pull didn't get to him, and then he just had a lot of room. All he needed one block to get to the end zone. Uh, also gave up that field goal when they were in hurry up, and that was it. I mean, it's the fewest points that Arkansas has allowed this season, right? And the most points that they've put up and the widest margin of victory, obviously. So keep doing that. Keep putting up more points. 38, 40, 45, put up some more point next week against uh, a really tough Texas A&M defense. And, again, we'll get into that. I wanted to get into the injury report first. We talked to Sam Pittman today at noon. And uh, we know Dalton Wagner came out of the game. Uh, looked like, from what I could tell, maybe his back. He has this, like, wrap on his back. But he looked, you know, sitting down very gingerly. I don't know if he moved after he sat down. And then Ricky Stromberg was rolled up from behind. Now, he, we know he had a knee issue. Uh, in fall camp and missed some time. 
but he was rolled up. This makes it look like, you know, the things that they did shuffling around the offensive line in camp is, is going to be beneficial. As we saw, uh, Ty Clary, and, you know, he's played three different positions <laughs> basically in the game Saturday. Uh, but if Stromberg can't go, and they, we know they won't practice today, probably won't practice Tuesday, could practice Wednesday. But they're going to prepare like they're not going to have them available. So not a great sign, especially against a team that uh, is really stout up front on the defensive line. But Arkansas does – you know, they've been in better shape, obviously, on the offensive line. I mean, in the spring, Luke Jones was the starting left guard, so he'll start at left guard in this one. Um, Ty Clary was the starting right guard. It looked like he was getting beat out by uh, Bo Limmer. He didn't, uh, Bo Limmer started the last game at right guard. Uh, but Lemmer started, obviously, all last year, and then Ty Clary had beaten him out. And then it looks like there's just kind of a battle going on there, continuing. So, basically, you move you know, uh, move Bo Lemmer, or I guess keep him at the starting right guard. So, basically, you're replacing Ricky Stromberg with Ty Clary, who obviously has a lot of experience playing center. Um, you know, I think he's better at guard, but has a lot of experience playing center. And then you'll move Brady Latham, who was at right tackle some in the last game, but you'll have him over at right tackle in this game unless Dalton Wagner and Ricky Stromberg return. But, you know, based on how things have gone, like Hudson Henry, he missed part of the game. Or he, he only got in at the end of the game because he had injured his ankle. He didn't practice until Thursday. That's why he was basically the, the fourth tight end to get in the game last week. So um, that's why he didn't play so much. But what we're seeing, you know, is if you don't practice, then, you know, you probably don't play very well uh, compared to how you normally do. So need to get those guys in practice by Wednesday to really have a shot. Other injury stuff, uh, Dominique Johnson uh, just apparently got the wind knocked out of him. He did not have a carry after that long, like, 48-yard run that he had. He didn't have a carry after that, but got back in the game, and that was a first-half thing. And I asked Sam Pittman about Dominique today just because he's looking really good. Like, I, again, I, I noticed in the spring, like, wow, this guy's got some good balance. He can break tackles. Uh, and then they moved him to a tight end. It was a little confusing because he had looked better in the spring. And then he came back and just has been gangbusters. I mean, he might be like – this is crazy because you didn't think this in this early in the season, but he might be the best running back on the team right now. He goes, what, six foot, six one, 235 pounds. Seems to have a really good feel, looks smooth running the ball. And what I like about him, what I always like about backs is when, you know, sometimes people try to tackle him, especially like in the hip, the waist area – you're just not bringing him down. He doesn't even do anything. doesn't make a move. People just bounce off him, which is great because you can, you know, keep running forward. I like all their backs. You know, Traylon Smith's been playing with some stuff, some injuries. He's had a bit of a shoulder issue um, and he had a toe in camp. But, you know, him and I think A.J. Green has a potential to, like, ceiling-wise maybe be the best back on the team. To me, A.J.'s reminding me a lot of – uh, a lot of Alex Collins, uh, not maybe not quite as big and thick as Alex was, but probably sh- better straight line speed. I mean, I think he's a guy that'll break off a huge run at some point in the season, like in a meaningful moment in, in an SEC game. So, I think they're in good shape at running back, and but I, I I would like to see Dominic Johnson get more carries. I just I know for me when I was like in high school playing, I hated going against like some of the bigger backs like I can remember we played Pulaski Academy and Morgan Keys who ended up walking on at Arkansas and he was like 235 fullback and I just remember like he's coming at you with a full head of steam and it's just like snaps your head back it's just brutal to tackle a guy I would rather be juked out of my shoes 
than to have to tackle a big back over and over and over again all day long. So um, I would like to see more carries for him, but that doesn't mean I want to see less carries for Traylon Smith or Rocket Sanders or A.J. Green. I just think that Dominic Johnson has earned more. He's averaging like eight yards a carry right now. So what else we got with injury stuff? I think Hudson will be back here good to go. Traylon Smith should be. Miles Slusher finally getting healthy again. He's going to start factoring in. Sam Pittman said today he's has a chance to be as you know almost as good as any defensive player that they have. Probably not saying you know Grant Morgan and, and Jalen Catalan, but right up there. And that's something that you've always seen with Miles Slusher. He's he's got a lot of ability. So hopefully he'll get ready to go here soon. Uh, I think that's pretty much everything as far as the stuff that came out with injuries. Just looking over at Texas A and M. Obviously Haynes King, starting quarterback, is out until mid late October. That's a big deal because he's he's got a lot of ability. Caleb Chapman and Hezekiah Jones, uh, a couple of guys that you know were starters out of fall camp, did not play uh, against New Mexico. Also, Aeneas Smith, another wide receiver, left the game with a concussion. And if that's the case, if he, it is a concussion, then I wouldn't expect him to play this week. Let's see. Layman Robinson missed New Mexico game, but he's uh, probably going to be back offensive lineman. So that's pretty much the rundown with Texas A&M injuries. We're about to find out a lot about Arkansas coming up here, though. I mean, when you consider the stretch that's coming for Arkansas football. By the way, Ricky Stromberg, even though he barely played in the second half, was named SEC Co-Offensive Lineman of the Week. So congratulations to him. Again, I don't really remember him playing a whole lot. Maybe missed a quarter and a half. In the second half, Danny West, who's going to join us here in a little bit, has broken down everybody that's played for Arkansas right now. I'll just say, tell you the guys who have not played: Cole Carson, Devon Manuel, who I did not see dressed out Saturday, which they don't dress everybody out. Landon Rogers, who I did see dressed out, hasn't played yet. Aaron Outley, who joined the team late. Chase Lowry, D back. Kewan Parker, D back. Jermaine Hamilton, Jordan, another D back. Uh, Jalen Williams, the JUCO defensive line. Um, addition, which that's got to be a little disappointing since he was brought in out of junior college to help contribute immediately. Solomon Wright, who's a freshman defensive lineman, and Marco Avant, who's been – I don't know if Avant's been back out there, but he was injured all of fall camp and, and was injured, like I think, like first day of the spring or something. So hopefully he gets better, gets healthy. Just a quick look here at the Georgia game, at the Georgia Southern game. As I mentioned, a great start. Um, Arkansas got some help there on that. Uh, would have been a three and out on their second possession. The one disappointment was the 76-yard touchdown run. I think where they just he just got loose and Arkansas both Arkansas's linebackers came and it was just kind of it was a passing play. It wasn't an option or anything like that. They had two fumbles. I had three fumbles that Arkansas was unable to recover. But that's another thing. Like, you score 45 points, and there's – I mean, the defense was stout, obviously, but they didn't force any turnovers. You get a couple of turnovers, you know, you might have gotten up into 50, maybe even 60 points, 59, 60 points, you know. So, I think the the finish to the half was probably the one negative for Arkansas's game last weekend, aside from some injuries here and there. And I talked a little bit, just kind of going over some of my notes. Um but, yeah, I think we pretty much covered everything with this game that we want to cover. I mean, we, we want to move on to SEC play because it is the meat of the schedule coming up. You have number seven or number five, depending on which poll you look at. Coaches, they're five. Uh, Texas A&M on Saturday, AT&T Stadium in Arlington. And then 
it's Georgia, and the game time got set for this one. That's not a bad thing that it's an 11 o'clock game on ESPN. You get the, the ESPN, so you're on the, the biggest network they have. Uh, well, I guess aside from ABC, but you know what I mean. And then uh, it's, it's Georgia at 11 a.m. I think the worst thing you could have is a 6 o'clock game for, for Georgia. So 11 o'clock in Athens, ESPN. And then, I mean, you got at Ole Miss the next week. Then you get Auburn at home. I mean, that's a that's a stretch right there. I don't guess Auburn's ranked now, but they were 22nd. So you had, I mean, four ranked teams heading into, you know, out at, of at last weekend. And Auburn may be ranked by the time you get them. And then, of course, you get UAPB and Little Rock. And I thought Sam Pittman made a pretty good point here that you have coming up three home games. Your next, you know, not th- you're not your next three games, but your your next three home games are all in different venues. In Arlington, in Fayetteville, in Little Rock. Three home games in a row, all in different venues. Only one in Fayetteville. That's why that Arlington game has got to get out of there. They've got to get out of Arlington. They played there last week, last year. They played at College Station. Excuse me, Bryan College Station now. They made it longer, make it more confusing. Anyway, Bryan College Station, and now you're in Arlington for a home game. Arkansas is a six-point underdog in this one. And Arkansas has got a shot to win. Arkansas has got a real shot in this, especially if they can get healthy on the offensive line. Now, just looking at the series history, Arkansas has a 41-33-3 advantage in the series. You wouldn't know that based on how everybody talks about Texas A&M. And that's even considering nine straight wins. Nine straight wins for Texas A&M. That ties Arkansas's longest winning streak against Texas A&M. Nine you go back to 2012 when Arkansas completely fell apart after the Bobby Petrino motorcycle incident. Johnny Menzel's a freshman, 58-10 to 10 at Texas A&M. The next year they come to Fayetteville, it's 45-33. Again, Johnny Menzel in, in Fayetteville. So that, that, that game you had your, your little home-and-home home when, they, when they entered the, the SEC. And then you get back to Arlington, 35-28 Texas A&M. 28-21 Texas A&M. That's a couple of brutal losses, especially that 2014 loss. We were talking with Sam Pittman about that one. That's the that's the game where, you know, Arkansas hadn't won an SEC game. This is a big deal. They were about to go up three scores at the end of the first – I think it was the end of the third or the, the beginning of the fourth. Pittman couldn't remember either. But they were about to go up three scores. Jonathan Williams goes down to the two or three-yard line on a run, and Dan Skipper is hit with the – only tripping penalty of the entire SEC season. The only one. And it comes back. And then Texas A&M comes back and wins the game. That was a brutal, brutal loss in 14. And then the next year, 28-21. And then 45-24, this was the first game against, I believe it was the first game against an SEC opponent where Sam Pittman wasn't the offensive line coach. And if you remember in that one, Arkansas goes all the way down to score to, I believe, tie it or take the lead. I can't remember, but two plays later, they they get stuffed at the goal line. Two plays later, they hit a 90-something yard pass play and then just blow the game wide open, 45-24. The next year is 50-43 in 2017, then 24-17 in 20, 2018, and then 31-27 in 2019. I mean, as you can see, nine games they've lost, but really just, you know, two – 
I would say three games that Arkansas lost convincingly there during that stretch. And then last year was uh, – I would say four. So, 42-31 last year. I mean, Texas A&M is – Sam Pittman told Jim, Jimbo Fisher last year that they were the best team that they had faced, that Arkansas had faced to that point in the season. And they played Georgia. And that's kind of been a debate lately, too. Who has the better defensive line, Texas A&M and Georgia? It seems to be like only those two teams in the conversation. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. But we're about to find out. We're about to, I mean, like the Texas game's a good indicator and everything, but we're about to find out because the SEC slate is here and in a big way i mean it is here so texas a&m beat kent state 41 10 in their opener they beat colorado 10 to 7 the next week that was one that that's where they lost haynes king and then 34-0 they beat new mexico last week and i watched some of that game new mexico just looked completely outclassed and then texas a&m took their their foot off the gas i don't think they scored in the fourth quarter but New Mexico looked pretty outclassed. They, I don't, I wouldn't say that they, that Texas A&M has played a good team yet. I mean, even you look at Colorado, and they're one and two. Colorado beat Northern Colorado. They lost to Texas A&M, as we mentioned again. That was seven ten. And then last week, Colorado in Boulder was waxed by Minnesota, thirty to nothing. Colorado has scored seven points in their last two games, both at home. So. Texas A&M, you know, we don't know a whole lot about them just yet. They haven't really played anybody. Colorado, I mean, they're notable. They're Power 5, Pac-12 school, so it's notable. You look at Texas A&M on defense, they have the number one scoring defense in the SEC, only allowing 5.7 points a game, less than a touchdown per game. I mean, the Hogs have been pretty stout. They're fifth at 16 points per game allowed. So they're number two in the in the SEC in yards allowed, 239.3. Again, Arkansas pretty stout at four, 265.7. Um, and this is what's interesting. They are 12th in rushing yards allowed. So they allow 162 rushing yards a game. 
but they're first in passing yards allowed, 77.3. 77.3 passing yards allowed per game. That's an incredibly low number. However, if you're asking me which number do you want to see lower, I think fewer rushing yards. I think that's a better indicator of a really stout defense. I think Texas A&M's got a good defense, though. I mean, those numbers are pretty solid, even even against the opponents they're playing. I mean, 5.7 points per game allowed. Flip it over to their offense. They're 13th in scoring, 28.3. 7th in yards per game, 445.7. 7th in rushing yards per game, 185. And 8th in passing yards per game, 260.7. 8th in passing yards per game. So that's a – just a little snapshot there at Texas A&M. All right. I want to get to Danny West here. Danny West. Danny, who picked the score of Arkansas's game against Georgia Southern perfectly. I had 45-14. I was feeling good about it until I glanced over at Danny West's score, and Danny had 45-10. And I think the last time I picked, I think 2000 and – Three or 2004 is the last time I accurately picked a game. Danny nailed it. I was just telling everybody how you're uh, have a crystal ball, a real crystal ball in your house. You predicted the score exactly. Did Arkansas's win. It happened. When's the last time you did that, Danny? A couple years ago. I've had a handful of them, believe it or not. Um, just get lucky, man. You know, every every squirrel. <laughs> That's what it is. I don't is. know. I, it's just luck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the thing I've noticed, though, Trey, is it's typically one of these non-conference-type games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not bragging, but I have had a few of them, and I, I don't understand why it is, but apparently I'm, I'm decent at, at guessing some of these. So, Danny – uh, before we get started on on some of the recruiting stuff that's going on here lately, um, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the Georgia Southern game and mm-hmm. just a little bit of what you, what you think might happen with this Texas A&M game. All right, I'll start with Georgia Southern. It was uh, just about like I thought it would be. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, I, I, I'll tell you what I like. I like for the past two weeks they've kind of gotten off to a hot start. You know, that's been an issue in the past, Mm -hmm. especially last year, it seemed like. But, you know, you look up now through three games and uh, they're outscoring opponents 24 to nothing in the first quarter, haven't even been scored on yet. And then coming out of halftime, I thought they've kind of answered the bell there a couple of times too now. And they're outscoring opponents in the third quarter, 41 to 14. So, you know, they kind of set the tone. That's probably a mark of a veteran team, if you think about it. uh, you know, one that kind of has something to prove is is what I've come up with. So um, that's a good thing. But then, you know, I I really do think the game kind of played out the way I, I I expected it to. It was really good to see some of the younger guys. You know, a game like that, we could talk about the starters all day. But I mean, I want to see some of these younger guys, and we finally got a chance to. And I tell you. Uh, Jaden Johnson, to me, looks like a, a rising star on that defensive yeah. side. I liked him quite a bit. Um, I thought Torian Carter played really well. You know, I was re-watching the game last night. It was good to see TC get in there and make some plays. And then special teams, man. I, like I said on the on the uh, website this morning, you know, it's, it's kind of time to give credit where it's due a little bit. Now, they've still got a long way to go in certain aspects of special teams. I think we all agree on that. 
you know, there's uh, been some miscues in the kickoff returns. Like you're dropping the punts, you, the the kickoffs. You're coming out of the end zone, and you know some of that needs to be cleaned up. They had a punt blocked, of course, a few weeks ago. But and you look at Vito Calvaruso, 24 kickoffs now, 20 of them for touchbacks. That's pretty impressive. Number yeah. three in the country in touchbacks, and you can do the research on that. I, I tweeted about it earlier, but. You know, that's a category they've struggled in for a long time. Actually started making improvements last year and finished 23rd in the country in that category. So to be third in the country there and then Cam Little, knock on wood, don't want to jinx the kid, but six of six on field goals, you know, who can argue with that? So uh, that's basically it. I, I've kind of expected the starters to do what they did and, um, and have some big passing plays. They they went into that game with only two passing plays of over 25 yards. Tyson Morris had both of those. And then, of course, I think they had four or five against Georgia Southern. Danny West joining us with 24-7 Sports and hogsports.com. You can follow Danny <coughs> at Danny West. Too. Don't be coughing in the middle of your oh, promo sorry. here, Danny. <laughs> That ain't bad. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> you can follow Danny at Danny West two four seven on Twitter, uh, and if you want to read his VIP content on Hog Sports, you'll need a VIP subscription, which again is just one dollar right now for your first month at hawgsports.com or thirty percent off if you want to choose the yearly option. The good thing I like about the monthly option is if you say you want to keep it after a month, and then you go to full price, which is, I think, nine ninety five a month. But then you're eligible for, uh, I almost said CBS All Access, but it's now rebranded as Paramount Plus, which is, you know, another streaming service like Netflix or, or Hulu or um, what's another one, Danny? Disney Plus, another ser- service like that where, you know, they combine CBS, Paramount, uh, BET, Comedy Central, Smithsonian, you know, several different networks all into one, and, you know, you get access to all those Paramount movies and stuff like that. So, it's absolutely free once you go off that that one month promo and decide you want to keep it, uh, which is an annual value of a hundred dollars for free, and you get it as long as you're subscribed to Hog Sports. So, get a lot of great stuff with a VIP subscription. Danny West recruiting coverage, Curtis Wilkerson's insight on Razorback basketball and recruiting. Um, you know, any insight I provide that you might want, and of course, uh, Paramount Plus for absolutely free. So, Danny, switching you over to recruiting real quick. What yeah. has been what has been going hap- what has been going on lately with recruiting? I know that there's uh, we're going to see some visitors for this game uh, in Arlington, Arkansas. Is the home team? That's right. And uh, quick note for people who may not follow recruiting and the rules that much, but uh, as you mentioned, there it is. Arkansas's turn to be the home team at this neutral site, so they can offer tickets to the recruits to come to the game. That's all they can do, though. So mm. don't expect to you know see recruits on the sidelines. Uh, hugging the coaches and that type of stuff. They can't even have contact with the guys once they get there. So a little bit of a bummer rule there. I'm, I don't know about you, Trey, not to get off topic here. I'm kind of, I don't know, kind of worn out with this neutral site stuff. The way I see yep. it, if you want to play a, a neutral site game, why don't you go to a bowl game, you know? <laughs> so I hear anyway. You. Or play a, um, play a non-conference game or something like that. But still, I mean, it's at, you're absolutely right. You should not even be able to have recruits at the games, period. I mean, for right. for a long time, and then they finally finally let you start doing it. But this is why the this is why the Missouri game had to be changed. I mean, That's you're playing right. an away game twice a year for a home game. 
you know, technically. I mean, and, and War Memorial is a home crowd, you know, and I'll get backlash for saying that. Sure. But it's a home sure. crowd, but you still have to travel. It's still not your familiar environment that you, you know, you, you, you would have in your home stadium. It's just, it's just not the same. And it's, it's, it's changed a lot over the last several years and nobody else in the SEC is doing that. And it, 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 it's tough for recruiting, especially if this had been, you know, if they hadn't moved that Missouri game, then you have this Arlington game and you have the Missouri game in Little Rock and you can have recruits there. But you can't talk to them. You can't show them around campus. You can't let them talk to a professor or show them the academic center or any of those types of things that you'd normally be doing. Basically, they're going to watch a football game just like any other fan with the same level of access. So um, it is a a bit of a bummer. But what Arkansas is going to play this game this time and maybe one more time, I guess, and then they're done. There's no way that anybody's renewing this contract. Uh, it has right. not been beneficial for Arkansas since they joined the SEC. It's been actually really bad. <laughs> overall. I agree. So. I agree. Yeah, it's like my buddy told me earlier. He's like, "Hold on, they they can't even talk to the kids, but I can I can turn on my TV and see Devo Davis selling insurance. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's going on, man? Can't even say hello to a seventeen-year-old kid coming to the game. But I don't know. Um, anyway, on to recruiting. I. I've uh, heard from several 2023 and 2024 guys already in mm-hmm. the state of Texas. I think I've got five guys, Trey, who are top 100 recruits that have told me they're coming to the game Saturday. Now, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you take all that away. You can't can't talk to them, can't show them around campus, but that I mean, you can play a football game in front of them and win a big one if you, yeah. you know, if you go out there and do it so that's a recruiting pitch in and of itself being able to play the game right there in front of what should be a really really good environment i know you're going right yeah i'll be there buddy i'm thinking i'm not ruling it out that i might go i mean it's (laughs) (laughs) it's shaping up to be a pretty good one i think and Uh it's been about 10 years since i've been down there so i don't know maybe i'll revisit later in the week but uh seems to me that a lot of people I think you and I both have a, a collection of certain friends where if they're going to the game, mm-hmm. everybody's going to the game because yeah. they don't always go. And it seems that's the case this week. A lot of my buddies that typically don't make that trip mm-hmm. sounds like a lot of them are. So I expect a big turnout for Arkansas, big time CBS game of the week type environment in front of all those recruits. So I do think there's some benefit, uh, you know, in that. Uh, uh, that opportunity to play in front of them. Has this been, since Texas A&M has been in the SEC, has this been a ranked, two ranked opponents? I think they had one under uh, Coach B. Was it I think 2016 did. maybe? That year they came off of TCU, uh, the last time they were ranked? Could be. Yeah, it could be. I was thinking 15, but it could be 16. Yeah, yeah. maybe one of those years. All right, yeah. Danny. Anything else to add on the recruiting front? Yeah, uh, just – going to be uh, talking to a lot of kids throughout the week seeing who all is going to show up down in Dallas and then of course uh, start winding down on this 2022 class so a lot going on all right brother appreciate you joining all right, us buddy you all bet right. man we'll see you all right that's Danny West everybody again you follow Danny West um, at Danny West 247 on Twitter and again you need a VIP subscription to read his content on hogsports.com part of the 24-7 sports network all right, everybody, one more time. I'm going to get to your questions now, but one more time before we do that. Plenty of ways to watch and listen. 
Always available on Facebook. Be one of 80,000-plus Razorback fans to follow our Facebook page. Go ahead and do that now. Throw us a thumbs up on the video if you like it, or a heart, or a mad face, or whatever you want. Just interact with the video. Also available on YouTube. Be sure to throw us a like there, and subscribe to the page, and hit the notifications bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. Also available on Apple Podcasts. We love the five-star ratings we have right now. We're a 5.0 podcast. It's, that's terrific, with like 637 reviews. So if you haven't done so already... I know there's a lot more people that listen to it than than that. So if you haven't thrown us that five-star review, please do so and leave a comment. And if it's really good, we'll read it on the air. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Hog Sports is just $1 right now for your first month, HAWGsports.com, or 30% off for your first year. If you haven't signed up for our breaking news text excuse me our breaking news text alerts then you want to go ahead and do that just go to the home page at the top right you'll see uh, where to sign up for text alerts it's absolutely free we're not going to spam you with anything all we'll do is send big breaking news and sometimes we don't send anything for maybe even a week if there's not breaking news then we're not going to send you anything so it's a great service to have you're going to get like commitment information, scheduling stuff, uh, those types of things that uh, that you'll want to get immediately. And then, of course, uh, sign up for our uh, our Hog Sports uh, daily newsletter also. So we'll deliver all of our free content to your email inbox uh, each morning so you'll have all the latest Razorback news. We'll sprinkle in like maybe one or two VIP articles in case you want to see. Click on that. But they'll be clearly labeled if it's VIP. But, you know, we usually probably send like probably seven, eight articles uh, in each of those newsletters uh, from the previous day and, and the morning of content, So, um, and usually about 9 o'clock each day. So you want to get that. It's a good good service to have. And, again, uh, we're not going to spam you with a bunch of stuff on that either, um, but especially on the text alerts. I mean, you're just going to get breaking news. And we'll send you a link back to, to the article to click if you want to get more information. So it's a good service to have, absolutely free on both of those. All right questions facebook has changed the the way this thing looks <laughs> of course so let's see how we do it brandon jones says anyone have any texas am tickets they want to get rid of sean Utch says i believe it will come down to turnovers could arkansas didn't have any turnovers in the last one Judah Honey says, I'm not impressed with the Texas A&M offensive line. Well, they do replace a lot of players. Last year might have had the best offensive line in the SEC, but they replaced a lot of guys. Brandon Jones says, I went to the first three games we played in Dallas, and I have not gone back since, so I could be a good luck charm. Brandon, get to the game, son. They haven't won since you've been there. Get to the game. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm not going to the field with five minutes left and standing behind the goalpost because every time I do, I watch Texas. It's been the same end zone. I don't know if people realize that, but it, like Texas A&M, when they've beaten Arkansas in those close games, it's been in the same end zone. And I've stood there next to – usually next to David Basil, and we'll have this conversation like every year. He's like, remember last year when we were standing under this upright? And, you know, next thing you know, it's overtime and Texas A&M wins. So I'm not doing it this time. I'm not going down to field level this time and certainly not standing under that goalpost. So, Brandon, get to the game, fix it, fix the mojo. I mean, this is simple stuff here. I got to get this off. There we go. Simple stuff. All right.
when will the contract be up, says Adrian Jones. I'm tired of them playing in Arlington. Um, I think it's 2024. So, it looks like Arkansas will have one more game there in 2023. And they, they could have, like, changed it this year, but they didn't because of the um, – like, I think they thought going in, like, if they're going to not play – if they didn't play the game there, then they would have, like, tacked on extra years, like – so they would be playing there more. So that's why they didn't, weren't able to get the home and home this year. Mike Posey said, and also comments are rolling off under this new setup. So that's fun. Mike Posey says, Trey, I remember that game where they threw the long touchdown pass after we had the ball in the two and did not score and had another set of downs after it. Oh, that's gone. All right. Trey, I'm concerned about how slow KJ's throwing release is. Any thoughts on that? It could be bad against faster defense. I don't know if it's slow. I wouldn't say he has a slow release. In fact, I thought his release was too fast because he had, you know, he had a bit of a hitch before, wasn't doing the full, you know, whipping motion back when he was a freshman. But that, that's changed. I wouldn't say he has a slow release. Maybe he could get it out faster, make the decision faster. But I wouldn't say the motion is slow. Logan Rice says, "Big fan of yours, Trey. Appreciate that." Ben Youngblood says, "Danny looking at the score at the end of the game and then looking back at his prediction. Dad gum." <laughs> Don Eldred said, "Watch, watched." A quiet place on Paramount Plus. It felt like the value of the money. Yeah. I mean, you get a lot of great stuff with Paramount Plus. It's really a nice service. And, again, like if you subscribe to Hog Sports for 10 years, and that's $1,000 worth of Paramount Plus you got for free 10 years later. Brady McCrary says, why is Knox so disrespected? I don't know that he's disrespected. I think they're trying to find ways to get him on the field. He hasn't really been producing a whole lot at wide receiver. Moved him to tight end. Looks like maybe it's working out a little bit better there. Don Elder said, of course, you fellas are value. I appreciate that, Don. Trey, George Ulmer says, Trey, have you tried Razorback Plus and is it any good? Hog Plus, I've not tried that, no. Jason Norton says, when you say they moved to the Mizzou game, was this year the game was supposed to be in Kansas City? No, it was last year, Jason, they were supposed to play Missouri in Kansas City. I mean, last year's schedule was going to be immaculate. I mean, they were going to Notre Dame. They are going to play in Arlington. These are the road games, playing in Arlington, playing in Notre Dame, playing at Arrowhead. I mean, that's three pro stadiums – or not three pro stadiums, but two pro stadiums and Notre Dame. I mean, that's that's a pretty solid group of games. I mean, it's hard to beat that. Um, so, no. Not, it wasn't, and, and hopefully next year that maybe they'll do that, with, put it in Kansas City. That would be fun because they do owe – Arrow had a game, and that's the reason that they had scheduled that one. Something got canceled at some point, uh, and they owed Arrow had a game, and that was what they were going to do. So, West Floyd says, Razorback fan watching from Alabama. Steve Miller says, Trey Knox seems like his future's either tied in or will transfer, just my opinion. Hopefully, he'll stick it out at tight end. Don Eldred said, No, the swap of Mizzou between Little Rock and Fayetteville. Yeah. Lee Bar- uh, Baber- Barber says, Stromberg and Wagner need to hit the Oral Roberts healing line or something. We need those dudes fully recovered by Saturday morning. Also, 30-10 hogs. Jerry counting that contract cash with a big grin. Kristen Howard says, love the walk and talk and all. Appreciate you, Kristen. Jackson Gorham says, hey, Trey, do you think Texas A&M or Arkansas will have more fans this Saturday? Usually it feels like maybe if it's not split, then Texas A&M has a few more. A lot of that is the core cadets. I mean, they take up a lot of space. That's a big advantage having all them there. You know, you take out the core, obviously it's, you know, it's going to be Arkansas. But I, I, I think we're going to see a split fan base. I really do. I think Arkansas fans will show up for this one. 
Donnell Williams says, are they looking for more corners or linebackers in this recruiting cycle? Uh, it feels pretty even. They need both, I guess. They're almost done, though, Donnell. I mean, they're almost done recruiting. They have 18 commitments. They might have, like, a couple more and maybe save the rest. I think they lost a couple for countbacks also. Kristen Howard says, love the walk and talk and all your stuff, Trey. Diehard hog fan living in, near Austin, Texas. Being a fan here is fun. <laughs> Appreciate you, Kristen. I bet it's a lot of fun right now. Lance Nern says, where is Arkansas ranked now? Arkansas is 16th in the AP poll, 18th in the coaches poll, and I believe 20th in the FPI, which is the football power index, which is a formula, which Texas beat the crap out of Rice and suddenly shoots up to like number 10. So I don't know how much stock you put into the FPI. Tracy McKnight says, do you think Arkansas offensive line can push A&M's defensive line around? I don't know. A&M is being praised pretty heavily uh, for their defensive line. Now, they have not played anybody really significant. Colorado's the best team they've played, uh, who Colorado has put up seven points, including against Texas A&M in their last two games. They were blank 30 nothing against Missouri – or, excuse me, against Minnesota. So, Arkansas has some injury issues, obviously. Ricky Stromberg, highly questionable. Dalton Wagner, highly questionable. So not having two guys who are starters, but I mean the advantage is Luke Jones was pushing for a starting spot the whole time, Ty Clary pushing Bo Limmer for a starting spot the whole time, and, you know, and you're moving a starter at left guard to right tackle. But obviously that's not ideal. Otherwise that's how they would have had the offensive line going the whole season. But it's not the worst thing. It's not like you're having to throw a true freshman in there. Now if somebody from that group gets hurt, then you might start going. Eh. That's a little bit concerning, although you got some monsters like Takias Crawford, Jalen St. John, who both got in the game on Saturday. In fact, they had the whole backup offensive line in the game at the in the fourth quarter on Saturday. So it's a tough matchup for Arkansas. They have not given up a lot of rushing yards at all this year. Jason Norton says my ticket was $125, then a donation of $100. What's the deal with the donation part? I mean, I don't know. I don't donate. So as a media person – I mean, we get free ticket, so that's nice. <laughs> but I don't know much about park. People always ask me about tickets and parking stuff, and I just don't have a lot of information on that. Sorry. Yancey Long says, Stromberg update. I missed it. Sorry. I think we covered that. Um, hopefully you were able to hear that. But he got rolled up from behind. He's not going to practice today. Probably won't practice tomorrow and hopefully Wednesday, but there's no guarantee on that. A&M quarterback didn't look so mobile, says Donnell Williams. See, I wouldn't say he's a mobile guy. Haynes King can run, though, but he's not going to be able to play. Mark Douglas says no other player makes more out of their opportunities than Dominic Johnson. I'm becoming a Dominic Johnson fan. Donnell Williams says, why are these people hating on KJ? I guess they just expect perfection. I don't know. But, I mean, nobody's easy on Arkansas quarterbacks. People hate it on Felipe, Austin, Brandon. I mean, everybody, everybody's looking for the next guy. I don't know why that is, but KJ's done pretty good. Again, 366 passing yards. He was only 56% completion percentage, but uh, 366 is pretty good. And, again, I know that he he had a couple of those passes, 47 yards on um, on the jet sweep, um, the screen to Traylon, Smith, uh, Traylon Burks. But, you know, again, as I said before, Felipe had those same wide receivers and never threw for 366. So it's definitely notable that he did that. Hopefully that's something he can build on. That 60-yarder he threw to Warren Thompson was a perfect throw. I mean, you cannot throw it better than that. Need some more of that. 
Ben Youngblood says, you think the DBs will look better keeping up with the wide receivers? The last three games, it looks like they've been getting beat some. They they have here and there. I think a lot of that is just a heavy, heavy focus um, on, you know, Georgia Southern's option attack. Against Texas, those were just heaves. I mean, those were prayers. So, yeah, Arkansas could – you know, you'd like to see them, I guess, in better position. You know, one of those I, I think was knocked out. You know, but a couple of them were just off the mark. But those were desperation heaves later in the game. So I don't put a whole whole lot of stock in those. And the, the last game, I mean, yeah, there were some opportunities. But they were, you know, such a poor passing team that Arkansas just – I think Arkansas in a lot of ways was just like, you know, if you beat us with the pass, then fine. You know, I think a little bit of that strategy with that game. Ben Rose says, I know one thing, Hornsby is fast. He is absolutely fast. Connie Evans Castleberry says, my fondest memories from December 1975, War Memorial Stadium, Scott Bull to Teddy Barnes right before halftime would beat the Ags that night, 31-6. Jordan Count says, new here, Trey. Appreciate you, Jordan. We really need to get Sam to watch the walking talks. They're the best. <laughs> Brian Durgan says, where did the Hogs rank in rushing compared to A&M? Well, I guess I could look that up real quick, but I'm not 100% sure. Let's see if I've got it written down here somewhere. No, I don't. I just know that they average 185 rushing yards a game. Arkansas is like 267 or something rushing yards a game. So, Arkansas puts up a lot more. But A&M at 185, not bad. Zachary Hall, Arkansas Storm Tracker Trey. You think we have a shot at Georgia if we beat A&M? I think that there's going to be a lot. I wouldn't say that Georgia is guaranteed to win. I, I think Georgia has got some pieces to figure out here and there. They are extremely stout up front on defense. I mean, look what they did to South Carolina. I think Arkansas can give them a decent game. I would be hard-pressed to pick Arkansas to win in Athens. However, it is an 11 o'clock game. That's better than a 6 o'clock game in Athens. 11 o'clock crowd's not going to be into it quite as much. Um, you get a little bit of a taste for a tough team against Texas A&M if you come out on top on that. I mean, it's really kind of the way you want to progress to an away game, I guess, if you could. You you know, you have your home games. You have an electric environment with Texas. Then you go to Arlington. It's not necessarily an away game, but there's a bit of an away game feel. It's a split crowd, so you get half and half, and then you go for your first true road game uh, in Athens. And it's 11 o'clock. So it's kind of weird, but some things are shaping up. I mean, you never want to see anybody get hurt, but Haynes King is out, and that's definitely an advantage for Arkansas in this one. So, I mean, there's some things that have kind of like stars aligned type of stuff. But Georgia at Georgia is going to be extremely tough. The last time Arkansas went there, they won in 2010. Child's please. Child's please game. You know, it's it's interesting also. Um, I've been to – out of the 14 SEC stadiums, I've been to 13 others more recently than I've been to Sanford Stadium. So, looking forward to going to that one. Dontrell Wesley says Burks needs to be our return man or Warren. they got to figure something out at the return game. Ladarius just doesn't look comfortable back there. He's had a couple of issues here and there, so I I wouldn't mind seeing that. And, you know, I mean, you're putting guys at risk at injury, so I don't know if we want to put Burks back there, you know, if you're Arkansas. But I would say I would – like more than that, I wouldn't mind seeing like Jalen Catalan on punt return because I know he can do it and I know he's reliable and going to make smart plays. Wouldn't mind seeing Catalan, to be honest. 
KJ will have a great game Saturday, says Donnell Williams. Kristen Howard says, shout out to Fayetteville PD. Had all of our stuff stolen out of our truck. Oh, man, Kristen, hate that. Uh, during the game Saturday, and they recovered it the next day. That's good. I hate that. Don Eldred says, Burke struggled to fulfill punts after changing his technique of catching. I don't know if he ever – I've never seen him drop a punt, so I don't know. Randy Hillier says, need triple option package for Hornsby. Billy Abbott says, we beat Rice in Texas. If we beat Texas A&M, we own the state of Texas. Texas State champs. Hog fan and Biloxi mess. What happens if they beat Georgia? Stephen Shope says Arkansas will win against Texas A&M Saturday. John Dexter says I love the way KJ plays. He makes smart decisions with the ball. Dontrell West says KJ 400 all-purpose yards. Take that in a second. Take that right now. Ray Johnson says the Hogs will be the Hogs' only loss will be Bama this year. Keep watching. Everybody's everybody's high on the Hog right now. Mike Posey says the good seats on the side are at 125 plus 300 dollars donation to the athletic department. Both teams good tickets. Mike Adams says unpopular opinion kj needs to think quicker on his feet he seems to be incisive indecisive on a lot of plays jay mo says a fight that our hogs have been showing i have never been as confident in a game as i am now brandon Burton says whoa watching this feels watching this live feels weird <laughs> why <laughs> all right let's see what else we got aggie fans are shaking in their boots says zach ward hope to end the streak rudolph shore says i just turned on anything on Hogs or Stromberg and Gatlin. Okay, Gatlin. Gatlin's been gone. All right, what else we got? Sam Pippen can sell salt to us. <laughs> Great fit for the Hogs. All right. Just a few more here. Adrian Jones returning as Warren. Is how Warren, yeah, he got hurt on a, hand, a return. Maurice Norman says Hammond. John Clink says, Trey Biddy is the best sports writer in Arkansas. When clown Chad Morris was here, the rest of the writers were afraid to speak up. Chad was the only one with the marbles to say anything. Keep up. You mean me, not Chad. <laughs> Keep up the great work, TV. Appreciate you, John. John Don Elder says, didn't drop. Let them hit the ground. Mary Beth Holmes Beeler says, one game at a time. That's right, not playing a schedule. But that, uh, that Georgia game is – is looming. I'm excited to go to Athens, I'll say that. But I'm also excited to go to Arlington. I'll be leaving Friday morning. So hope to see a big Razorback crowd there. And uh, I want to say thank you to all the Razorback fans who joined us today uh, to talk about the last game and, of course, the Texas A&M game. Also want to say thank you to Danny West for joining us. Appreciate his insight on Razorback recruiting. Again, $1 right now for your first month. And after that first month is over, it goes to $9.95. But you also get Paramount+. Plus. You're going to want to keep the thing – even without Paramount Plus, you're going to be surprised at what we offer at Hog Sports. I promise you are. Um, all right. Thanks to Danny. Thanks to all of you for ask, uh, asking your questions. We'll be back with you guys on Thursday for a primer, a deeper dive into the Texas A&M game. Hope to have Jeff Tarpley or Brian Peroni or one of the guys from the Texas A&M site joining us um, to talk a little bit about the Aggies. And, uh, of course, Curtis Wilkerson will join us as well. And Curtis has got a lot of good basketball stuff to get to also. There was a lot of visitors for the game. He's got recruit reactions for all that, so you want to check out Hog Sports for all that. But Curtis and uh, somebody from the Texas A&M site will be joining us on Thursday. And then it's off to Arlington. All right, everybody, thanks for joining me. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.